on, America? I am Graham Allen, and welcome to the newest episode of the Dear America podcast. We have an amazing episode today. Are we losing our religion as a culture and a society? One of the main members of the songwriting team for Hillsong has denounced his faith. So we have Pastor Micah Berto here to help us dissect this. We're also going to talk about the fact, is Fredo the new N-word for Italians? We're also going to talk about the hypocrisy of Donald Trump sharing a black conservative's video now receiving death threats from the black community and members that disagree with him politically. It's going to be a good one. So sit back, relax, and welcome to the newest episode of the Dear America podcast. Hey! Hey! Alyssa, you came in early on the hay. I'm sorry, I got excited. I got really excited. You're you're like a dancer and stuff. I thought you were supposed to be like time. We're going to have a cheat sheet for right here. (laughs) Don't come in early on the hay. We're going to create a cheat sheet, like like the big set list for bands that are like this big. Yes, I love that idea. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) if you're wondering why we sound a bit holier today while we are introing (laughs) the podcast, we have... Pastor Micah Berto here, uh, lead pastor of the House Fort Worth. Uh, Micah, thanks for coming, man. Uh, You are an author as well. You've got a book that comes out September 3rd. Tell us a little bit about it. What's it called? Man, honored, fired up to be here, hanging with you guys. Uh, it's such church language. 3rd. Fired up to be here. <laughs> right? <laughs> this is awesome. And uh, yeah, so September 3rd, wrote a book, going to be uh, released on uh, all platforms. It's uh, called Love Changes Everything, Finding What's Real in a World Full of Fake. And I probably, Love that. you know, you could probably agree, you need to find something real right now. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a whole lot of fake going on. Yeah. And, um, Amen. Preach. I, I do know that. CNN. Um, yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> didn't say that. That's Graham. No, but the, the the book really dives into um, really because we're so love deficient and when we're love deficient we try to make it up with other things and a lot of opinions and a lot of emotions and we try to fill the gap of what we think we need with what we want uh, but I really attacked it from a way of even growing up in church but not really just it's not like a churchy churchy book only at the same time I think it's really for anybody that's looking for something real authentic genuine uh, something that will absolutely change their existence and change the entire surrounding of our culture right now, which is really in a battle. Yeah. And I, I think we're really all trying to find what foundation are we on in the first place. And I really wanted to write a book that was more relevant than just, hey, this is just my heart. I want to put a, I want to, I want a book that, that speaks to you uh, yeah. where you're at right now. So I believe that when the love of God takes your life over, it will change every aspect of your life. Then you cannot give what you do not have. So then you can start to give love. And right. a lot of times we're trying to give love from a place that we're empty. And, you know, it's like, ah, we, I'm trying to give you. So that's a, really kind of the premise of the book to live from love, not for love. Because when you live for love, again, you're out there trying to find on your own the answers to your own problems, right. the answers to your yep. own issues. Instead, there's somebody, there's something else and there's somebody else that can help Ooh, you with right. that. Preach. We got a preacher on the Woo! podcast today, Preach. ladies and gentlemen. My God. That's good. Uh, so, so, so real quick, all right, I think we could all agree that we could use a little more love in today's society. But the reason that Micah is here, outside of his amazing book that comes out September 3rd, that you should definitely pre-order now, uh, he is here because there are definitely things that are going on. On. Uh, politically, we're going to talk about things like normal. Today is question day, so we have mm. questions question for you guys. Oh, uh, jinx, some of them for the whole table. 
roll uh, some specifically for Micah and religious right. talks. But the reason that he is here is a lot of you have heard about Hillsong. Hillsong is in the news across the world now. Uh, Marty Sampson has stepped down, and he was the lead, if I'm a, if I'm correct, the lead songwriter for Hillsong, or one of the lead. He, he was one of the songwriters over years ago okay but as of like the last few years he was not okay. in that circle well see that's that's why you're here because because <laughs> we true. realized that, that none of us are 100 percent qualified enough to dive too deep into these things uh and so maka is here to talk about that but before we do all of this stuff Alyssa has a story great here i go <laughs> okay yeah, so, starting it off with a bang already. i just want to say that last night we went to dinner and Jake, you do not know this yet. And oh, the bartender, the we were not, no, it wasn't like that. <laughs> we weren't sitting at the bar. Like we had to sit, we had to sit at the bar. They said, sit at the bar and then we'll get your table. So we're Jesus. just waiting. We weren't drinking anything. But the bartender proceeds to tell me I look like Casey Anthony. True He's story. Like, I was like, you Has mean the child ever told killer? You that you look just like the girl who Casey murdered her. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, uh, no. You're actually making me very uncomfortable. Yeah, it, so it, was so it was so awkward. Weird, it was That's so awful. weird. That's it. That's all I got. It'd be I just like, it'd be like me coming Good story. up. Has anybody ever Thank told you, you, <laughs> you know, just uh, what? what's the name? What's O.J. Simpson. Yeah. You look just like him. You look like uh, yeah. Ted Bundy. Yeah, that's, right. like, <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what Mike, I was like, okay, what do you say to that? Thank you? Like, yeah. how do you respectfully respond? All Thanks. Right. Yeah. So let's uh, let's let's just dive in and let's get some quick hitter news things out of the way. All right. I find this hilarious, but also kind of ironic in the same tone. Sarah Silverman. All right. Mm. So, Is she still around? Uh, well, on Twitter anyway. Okay. She's, she's still enough. around. Anyway, Sarah Silverman regrets former blackface comedy sketch laments cancel culture. All right. So basically, Sarah Silverman had a role or a movie canceled she was in now because she did a blackface comedy sketch oh. years ago. My God. My God. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyway, so I found this interesting. I am also against cancel culture. I think it's ridiculous that we have to cancel things because of things people did that weren't offensive before. Hashtag me too. How does Jimmy Kimmel still have a show when he made fun of Carl Malone and was like in full Carl Malone blackface. Yeah, we love you, Carl. Get up. Yeah, we love Carl Malone. He's a huge supporter of the show. Uh, huge gun guy, Carl Malone. He's Loves a good guy. guns, man. Wow. He has more guns. If you were to go into Carl Malone's... Sorry, Mr. Carl, I apologize. If you were to go in Carl Malone's house, <laughs> it looks like... You ever seen Ace Ventura 2? When he shows up in that room with all the dead animals, he's like, what a lovely room of death. That's Carl Malone's house. He has animals dead everywhere. All over the house. He's a huge hunter. Anyway, Jimmy Kimmel did this. He has one of the biggest late night talk shows in the world mm -hmm. right now. But now Sarah Silverman, even though I disagree with Sarah Silverman on virtually everything. That's right. Who yeah. cares that you did a blackface comedy sketch? It was, it was a comedy sketch. How do you do that? How do you get upset and like fact check or culture check someone with uh, <laughs> what are you showing me right now? I, I drew that with a pencil. Let me see. And what is AD? Sound it out. Oh, ad. okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, an ad. Wow. <laughs> I got it. What a brutally bad way yeah. to introduce the I fact you'd be that, was great. that we have. Well, it says Fredo <laughs> AD. And so I'm saying uh, Fredo, oh, Fredo are we Are we sponsored by Alfredo noodles now? What are we doing? Yes. That is Jake's subtle way of saying that before we get too far along, we have to give credit to our sponsors. Nice and subtle. 
Attack Pack is the premier monthly subscription box for military, tactical, and Second Amendment enthusiasts. For just $49.95 a month, they ship you at least $100 worth of gear from companies like 511, Hexmeg, Mission First Tactical, Armaspect, and America Grip, to name a few. They ship out AR-15 parts, everyday carry tools, knives, cleaning kits, and a mix of other tactical gear and apparel direct to you. Sign up before September 1st to make the deadline for the next pack. Included is an item from Adaptive Tactical that will stock your AR up. Yes, stock is the hint. American-made shooting gear from our friends at OST, survival gear from Survival Frog Company, five awesome items for the self-reliant individual. Go to TACPAC.com, and when you use the promo code RANT at checkout, they'll ship you an ABKT folding knife absolutely free. So if you're into tactical gear from the best companies for half the price, TACPAC is for you. Go to TACPAC.com and get the September pack today. TACPAC.com. TACPAC.com. Offer code RANT. And we're back. Okay, after that incredibly awkward intro into a sponsor, uh, let's talk about something that came up just the other day. Um, Illinois is now going to be required to teach LGBTQ history in public schools. Um, I'll just say my thoughts first, and I'd love to go around the table if we can. Uh, This is not a hating on the LGBTQ Q community here. All right. Everybody knows where we stand religiously on it. Uh, but politically, hey, you got the freedom to do whatever you want to do. All right. Here's the issue I have. It's it's offensive to say the Pledge of Allegiance in school. God forbid you have prayer in school, but by God, you're gonna teach LGBTQ history to children. Yeah. So no matter what. Back before, hang on, it was the Illinois governor. It's Pritzker, I think is his name. Who and cares? Signed a new law. And so they will actually start teaching the curriculum next year. Yeah. So they're infiltrating very quickly on this. Jake, what do you think? Well, power is, you know, people want power more than anything else. And if you appease these people, you'll continue to stay in office. You'll continue to get votes. I, I believe firmly that most of these governors, whatever, do not care and don't even believe in it, but they're like, sure, if that's what get, keeps me in office, if that's what pleases everybody, whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it's bizarre. So, Micah, a lot of people will say an issue that they have with Christianity or, or the church, all right? Let's just talk yeah. the church, all yeah. right? Is they'll say that the church is some of the most judgmental people in the world, which oftentimes that can, be, that can be true. Sure. Does the church hate gay people? I, I mean, you know, <laughs> because, and here's my thing. I already know the answer is, obviously no right you know christians don't hate anyone but can we as a is it the church responsibility to actually start speaking up on some of these things like you know what i mean i mean does the church have a responsibility to say hey we love everybody but this this is what we believe and this is the truth and and you see what i'm saying yeah totally I, i you know there's again so many things happen within the church and yeah there's judgmental people in every church and i think that we have to be really careful um, as a as a whole, as a people, to stop labeling the church as judgmental and right. start yeah. labeling the people that are in the church judgmental. Right. And, and we can't separate that because people are just good at being people. Like yeah, you, they are. You, you, we mm-hmm. just got to be allowed to say, hey, you know what? They're just they're going through something, or maybe they're still trying to develop their own faith and their own belief. And yeah, I, I think it comes to a place where it doesn't need to be 
that this the church right now this in and it's an institution in a lot of people's minds it's not a family it's not a it's not a, a unit of love anymore it's an institution and, and that we're like against anybody that has a different viewpoint or oh well look at what says this in the bible you must hate us absolutely not it actually says god is love so if first approach to you is we have to start with hey i can love you but I don't have to agree with you. Yeah. That's right. Acceptance mm-hmm. versus so agreeance, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And if we can start there, I can maybe have a conversation with you about your life and about what's going on before I can just jump to you. Absolutely. Hey, what's, what, what do you identify? What, what is your flow in life? No, I, I want to know you first. Right. Yeah. And I think from there, we can start to develop a better conversation right. yeah. on how we can go. But no, I mean, I, 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 maybe there's a few people that I think this happens in the world a lot. There's a few people that speak up for a lot of people. Um, so in the church, there may be a few people that are filled with a little bit of uh, rage, a little bit of hatred when it comes to anybody that has a sin or something like that. Right. Well, you know, you hate the sin, not the sinner kind of thing. But at the same time, I think we have to not label the entire church as the whole church is against the LGBTQ. Yeah. It's not that way it's like police yeah. for most people. Exactly. Police hate black people. You yeah. Know? It's, uh, there's, it's not it's that. love, well, man. And again, I think one of the biggest misconceptions, and I'll take this part, uh, is, is that a lot of people misconstrue what Christians believe on mm-hmm. a fundamental biblical level and misconstrue that as hate. That's not that's not the same. You, mm-hmm. you, you see what I'm saying? Like you as a, as a fundamental Bible believing Bible believing scripture believing Christian, you don't agree with the LGBTQ community and 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 how they choose how they choose to to live, but that doesn't mean that you hate them. Mm-mm. Well, just mean like that you with anything, though, right. you need relationship. I mean, that's what it all boils down to. You have to totally. have a relationship with someone. You can't just go up to somebody and be like, "Hey, yeah, you're going to hell." <laughs> like, oh, when, when's the last <laughs> time hey, that worked? Hey, I'll wait. Not. I'm I will going wait. To I mean, Mormon, a, come here. <laughs> hold a sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Hold a sign. It's a relationship, so it just irritates me in general. But going back to that, I don't think they should be pushing that on the youth, though, because the youth are already confused. Can we just take yeah. all of it out? Can we just take all of it out and let the home do that please yeah i i think that i think that there is a direct hypocrisy in this yeah. it's that it all depends on what the narrative is and what the narrative is trying to push and unfortunately we're no longer pushing uh conservative values we're no longer pushing uh religious values we're pushing whatever whatever the the hot topic is Agreed. of the month or of the week and, and that's just another thing and of course illinois is leading the way there um let's see here what else is going on oh okay here's a funny one random stuff let's go into some random things Good, here because i got some random all right you want to talk about a guy that's on his last straw here all right or you want to talk about entitlement here we go all right you ready Man pushes BMW into the river. Why? <laughs> because he wanted a Jaguar for his birthday. <laughs> well, you wow. To, I mean, you're driving a you're driving a BMW. First of all, man I knows mean, what he wants. Yeah. Man, <laughs> look, man, I respect anybody that knows what he oh, wants. Man. That man knows what he wants. Um, on another thing, let's talk about. We have an update to the Miley Cyrus Liam Hemsworth. Uh, mm. Break up. Thank God. Are they so back together? <laughs> Finally, we get some answers. <laughs> All right. So Miley Cyrus and Liam Hems- Hemsworth broke up after less than a year of marriage. All right. Uh, t- Jake. Jake. Jake's getting emotional. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So Miley Cyrus comes out and she gives this whole example of how, you know, you can't stop 
evolution and change and i'm standing in this river that used to be a mountain and all this other kind of stuff a lot of people thought it was um you know a, a caveat to her uh, wanting to become a lesbian i thought right? it was satanic i didn't yeah, understand. I thought it was satanic i don't know a mountain in anyway, africa what all right so now reports from the daily beast reputable website absolutely is now saying miley cyrus and liam hemsworth reportedly broke up because hemsworth couldn't keep up with her hectic social schedule not because she was fooling around with another woman behind his back well, oh, that's very specific. I mean, isn't but but but, but but here's the thing. Okay, let, let, let's remove it's another woman. All right, she cheated on him. Okay, that that's what it boils down to. The thing about that article that that bothers me is this cultural thing. I've said it for a long time. We got a huge culture problem. We got a huge heart problem. There is no questioning that Miley Cyrus messed around behind Liam Hemsworth's back. But people and these websites and these things that kids are reading are trying to make it. No, 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 no. Miley's not bad for messing around behind his back. He simply couldn't keep up with her. And so she had to she had to do so what, she what's was best driven for her. into the arms yeah. of another. She had to do what's best for her. Do you see what I'm saying? Poor Miley. Like that's the that's the that is the cultural change that I'm talking about. And yeah. and, and and you know, Micah, as the pastor here, I would love, you know, I feel like the sanctity of marriage is marriage easy? Yeah. Heck no. no. But yeah, it is when you're married to me. Of course it is. Obviously, that came with an asterisk. (laughs) My relationship with Alyssa there. Uh, No, but what I'm saying is the culture now that we live in is if anything is hard, just leave. And that's a direct uh, contradiction to what the Bible actually tells us, right? Yeah, I mean, life will be hard. Like You can't avoid it for anybody, but I think everybody... The moment they hit any resistance, they feel like this must mean I have to go another direction or something like that just yeah. because things start to not go my way. Let me go find another way. And I yeah. think that's the whole thing is um, we're not letting God be God anymore. We're becoming our own gods. And when you become your own God, you lead yourself to what you think is right. And just because like, okay, Miley thought it was hard. So I'm going to do what I think is best for me. Yeah. And that's exactly what's going on. We're self-inflicted wounds all all over the place. Yeah. Walking well, we're around. selfish yeah. people, right? Like, like, like at the end of the day, you can, you can, you can chalk up any marital differences, any adultery, any uh, anything in life. Yeah. Uh, you know, all this stuff about identifying as certain things and genders and all this stuff. You can ident- you can break it down to the most simplistic of things. It's selfishness. At the end of the day, in my opinion, it's selfishness. You cheat on your spouse. Because they aren't making you happy in the way that you view you're supposed to be happy. See what I'm saying? That's but you selfishness. Know what, you know what's sad to me, though, is if you would just push through, I feel like so many people just miss out on, like, the great. Yeah. Like, because it's, like, right around the corner. Like, wow. Like, when me and you had a hard, we had a yeah. hard marriage in the middle there. Like, if we hadn't pushed through, we would have missed out. Like, I feel so bad for people because it's like you're missing no out if you just perfect. stick with it. No marriage is perfect. And, and, and it's the story of the imperfections 50 years down the road exactly. that, that makes it so powerful. And, and, it, yeah. and it probably, marriage is probably getting harder uh, these days because we don't know how to date. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, and and I think point. getting getting back to we're dating wrong and we're probably crossing 
barriers and lines that we shouldn't be in dating that were meant for marriage. And because now dating doesn't even look like dating anymore because yeah. you can live together. You can yeah. it, you look just like a married couple. So by the time you put a ring on your finger, yeah. Nothing it changes. doesn't mean anything. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. So now marriage isn't as important. It's not a union anymore. It's just a next step. That's, that's, very that's, true. A, good, that's yep. a good point. I agree. I agree. That's a good one. All right. Let's go into some funny things. Would so. someone like to have a feel-good story? <laughs> I, ja. All right. Go Do ahead. I get to thank you, ladies first? Dad gummit. This is what? so this look, this is a heavy heavily swayed podcast <laughs> on the center of no. This is we're a, going funny first. Go, Jake. What? So, no, this, <laughs> speaking oh. of uh, <laughs> bad singers and celebrities, yes. Katy Perry's in trouble. Because oh. uh, apparently no. on the set of a she kissed a girl music she liked video. Okay, uh, yeah, she de-pantsed a guy. <gasps> oh yes, I read about that. All the way uh-uh. and showed everything, and he saw. Hashtag me too. Good. Go for that money, bro. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Back up a little bit. On like, like not while it was being recorded. His penis was was out. So it was on set, right? What? Of a music video. Yeah, something like that. Uh, but it wasn't on video. Oh, that's what I meant. Like it yeah, was, but it was in front of people. Why would she do that? Because it's funny. Because it's funny. It's so funny. Wow. That's Took horrible. his pants off, Maybe. embarrassed the guy. Hey, look, man. He's going to get a too. lot of money. Go yeah. get that money, bro. Absolutely no go consent get... involved May I in that. go now? I welcome someone as rich as Katy Perry pantsing me so I can go sue and get that money. Yeah. Oh, my. Hashtag, knowing me, it'd be Rebecca down the street didn't have $2 <laughs> to rub mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. If oh, it was Rebecca. me, I wouldn't take the money, but I'd go all the way up until the point to where she thought she was going to have to give me a lot of money. And that, I'd be like, never mind. There you go, Jay. Re- really, really play, very, really play the game there. It's very like good it. of you. Take all right. Money. I would totally a feel-good story, then we got to get into some questions Okay, here. here's the feel-good story. There's an Aussie simply known as Dean who was preparing to board a flight when apparently the airline informed him that he couldn't bring his beer can with him. I know, I know. This is tragic. Heartbreaking. Communist. Dean isn't one to back down in the face of adversity. He <laughs> did what anyone with steadfast integrity would do. He checked in his solo can of beer yeah. and baggage. I but thought, as I you know, he was chug it real but quick. as <laughs> anyone knows, just because you fly somewhere, American, doesn't mean oh. your bag will get there. Fortunately, no. the baggage handler thought this was a riot and really appreciate his efforts. And if you can see. It rolled around on the baggage claim. <laughs> no. They checked it with That's a tag. That's amazing. And he received his beer can that at the end of funny. Can you imagine just being that one watching like this little I'm can with the big bust tag? Open in the air How did it the make bottom it? of the plane is it? I don't know, but I appreciate yeah, it. I'm surprised it didn't break apart. Fake news. All right, let's <laughs> not let's not. get into and we've got two or three really deep like political things to talk about. This is a question, um, and then we're going to get into uh, Hill song and and we're really going to get into some discussions and i'm super excited for you guys to listen to this because this the ending of this podcast is going to be a bit different we're really going to dive into culture and religion and i'm super excited about it but we've got guns terrence williams and fredo being the new n-word to talk about but first (laughs) a word from our sponsors the amazon and capital one data breach just hit 106 million of us just had our names, home addresses, and banking information exposed. Forget credit card theft. Your far greater risk is home title fraud. Title fraud is rampant because identity thieves figured out the title and mortgage to our homes are kept online. Their big payday comes by forging your name off your home's title so it appears they own your home. Then they borrow all your equity till it's gone. 
Forget your insurance, bank, or identity theft program. They don't touch this. Home Title Lock does. And they do it by locking down your home's online title and mortgage. The first 60 days after crimes like Amazon Server, Capital One Breach are crucial. So I got you 60 risk-free days of Home Title Lock protection. Claim your 60 risk-free days of protection at HomeTitleLock.com and enter your home address to see if you're already a victim. That's HomeTitleLock.com, HomeTitleLock.com. All right, so let's really get into this, and this is going to be a twofer question. So we're going to take a question that was for us and also a question that was for Micah in the same thing. All right, so for the whole table. How do you feel about the change in stance on gun laws by Republicans? Very good question. I'm glad that you asked. Uh, they're talking about red flag laws oh, is what okay, they're talking about. Alyssa, Alyssa gave me the kind of the oh, deep Oh, gosh. The I'm in trouble. Stare, the deep stare. Ah. All right. So uh, it started with Dan Crenshaw, then the president, uh, and now Rick Scott down in Florida, and even Lindsey Graham have all started saying, well, you know, maybe red flag laws isn't really that bad of an idea. So I'm just going to say it right now. I'll start it off the table. Uh, Shall not be infringed was written for a reason. The founding fathers are smarter than any of these people today because they knew they came from a place where you can't trust the government, right? Perspective is everything. People came over from uh, British rule. Why? Because they couldn't do what they wanted to do. And British rule made it to where? You can't do that because we don't want you to do it. So they put together the Constitution, our rights as Americans to say, this is what we think is vital, so that can't happen again. When it comes down to red flag laws, hashtag 2A for life, baby, shall not be infringed. And you have to ask yourself, are red flag laws constitutional? The simple answer is no. If you if it goes all the way to the Supreme Court, Supreme Court's supposed to in, interpret the Constitution as written. A lot of people could use this in the Bible way, mm-hmm. interpret the Bible as written, but that's another conversation <laughs> for another moment. It's never going to pass Supreme Court because if you look at it straight up, the Second Amendment does not support red flag laws. Jake, thoughts? I'm so torn on this. Oh, uh, my I am too. I, I really am. Too, when, when, somebody, when somebody like Dan Crenshaw, you know, the way he explained it really it was, good. was clarity for me it because— was. We do say as Republicans, it's the person, not the gun. So if there's any steps we can take to kind of work towards something that's not infringing on people's rights, but that is flagging people that should be flagged, people who are dangerous to society. Um, When we were up in Indianapolis for the NRA thing, there was a group of crazy people surrounding the building, flying planes over, cussing people out as they walked in, and they were red flag people. They were the first people that I came into contact with that was against this, you know, whole thing. And and I get it. And I don't want the wrong people getting elected and making laws that takes it away from Trump supporters or from Republicans or whatever. But I think there is a, an amount... Uh, there is a little bit of leeway that we can at least work across the aisle and say, how can we, within the law, help curb this a little bit? The guy in Gilroy, California, yeah, he avoided every law California has. He got the gun out of state. He was under 21. So gun laws did nothing to stop that. So I, yeah. I get that it may not stop anything. It may be infringing on rights. The president but, inadvertently yesterday, and this is a, you know, a, a precursor to what we're going to talk about with Chris Cuomo in a minute, but he said, 
We're going to talk about the video of Chris Cuomo just going absolutely ballistic on this guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the president tweeted, would Chris Cuomo be given a red flag for his recent rant? Filthy language and a total loss of control. He shouldn't be allowed to have any weapon. He's nuts. So so the president just tweeted what most people's main concern is about red flag laws. You lose your crap. Mm -hmm. Threaten people and all this other kind of stuff. The loopholes that people are worried about is saying, well, how do you protect wording of red flag laws to keep that kind of stuff from happening? And the simple answer is you can't. And see, that's where I think that's where I stand too. I'm kind of with Jake. I wish in an idealistic world we could come together and figure this out. But it's scary because you're right. You could get one counselor, you know, who I heavily is pushed or something of that nature. Sorry, my you phone's going off. You said scary and Siri was like, yes. I know. I'm sorry. No, Siri's, Siri's, Siri's talking to me. We're talking about red flag laws <laughs> and Siri just went off. Siri's listening. But you are worried about, you know, people abusing that. If and then that men, becomes a major problem because instead now I can accuse you of just being crazy and you right. don't you need your gun. Like red flag, laws, red exactly. flag laws in itself is a belief of a utopian society. And what I mean by that is they're believing that people are so good and just that they would never abuse that law right. against people. If men were angels, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Micah, you are not off the hook. Now we're going into a you question <laughs> off the same thing. So in that same vein, would Jesus have owned a gun? Oh, oh we talked about that. <laughs> yeah, would Jesus what have a owned a gun? Who wrote that? Uh, do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? I would love to hear your thoughts. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, so I am stealing uh, Nadine's uh, sentiment Thanks, that she Nadine. said. Thanks, okay. Nadine. Actually, me and Nadine okay. had this conversation yeah, yeah, for so, back. So, so this, this technically <clears throat> was a question that was written for me. Yeah, this has come up. This has come up. Well, no, that was today. Oh, another one, too? Today. I mean, can yeah. we honestly say he probably didn't need one? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah Jesus that's so probably true. didn't need one. Okay, all right. First of all, Nadine put it in a really good context. Jesus, I I don't know that answer, but I sure do know that he surrounded himself with a bunch of people that carried the equivalents back in the day, knives, swords, all that other kind of stuff. Peter cut off a dude's ear. (laughs) You know what I mean? And, And I say it like this. Jesus, in my opinion, what if somebody wanted to try to hurt Jesus's mama back in the day? Can you honestly say that Jesus wouldn't defend his mother to the absolute best of his abilities kind of thing. You see what I'm saying? Like Alyssa's looking at me like I'm crazy. What if a situation (laughs) occurred? Does the Bible say that we're not allowed to defend ourselves? Does the Bible say that we're not allowed to protect ourselves by any means necessary? I don't remember reading that in there anywhere. Maybe I'm crazy. Well, it is kind of, I mean, it's a gray area. I mean, you can't say. It's a gray area? Well, you can't say, yes, I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. You can't say, yes, I know Jesus would have had a gun. I mean, that's crazy. But if you put it in context, he surrounded himself with people who did have protection while he was going through the crowd. You can have your Jesus. My Jesus Uh, has a gun. He had all these, (laughs) performed all these miracles, you know. He he could probably convince the guy with, you know, without having to kill him. Just like. Hey, dude. Well, what they're hey, really what down. they're really saying, Micah, and this is what this is what I'm pitching to you here, is they're not really asking the question: Would Jesus have had a gun? What they're really asking is: Does Jesus support guns? That's what they're that's what they're really asking. Everyone knows that Jesus sure. didn't have a gun because right. he didn't have guns back then, and everybody knows that Jesus is the son of God. Probably doesn't need a gun. Dude can walk on water. Okay? A guns Christian. What they're asking <laughs> is: Does Jesus support guns? And I think that that biblically and through Scripture, there's nothing in the Bible that says you are not allowed to defend yourself and protect you and your family. Uh, Micah, I just love your thoughts on it. Yeah, uh, it, it's tricky. Um, because you know, it's, it's one of those, to me, an argument that 
can provide a slippery slope because yeah. then you you go down an argument and all of a sudden you're in this argument of political and theology yeah. all in one and, and you have to choose a side at that point mm-hmm. do i look at this politically or biblically because yeah. honestly biblically there is not like a clear indication like here we can yeah you can defend yourself but it also says turn the other cheek but then to what extent do you turn the other cheek if somebody yeah. breaks into your house i'm not going to turn another cheek so it's kind of like yeah. this whole how far so there are it is known in the bible that there all are cheeks areas. have been turned if you break <laughs> into my house i have turned all cheeks immediately from you entering in my house. right yeah so it's just so a really loaded like, yeah. question yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, and that's where it it is a divide a little bit it's like that middle ground of yeah okay can you come to a biblical answer are guns christian no you probably can't get to that place right. biblically mm-hmm. but um what is biblical is to follow the laws of the land that is biblical. See yeah. there? Mm-hmm. That's why the pastor is on the well show. Done. At the end of the day, if you had to pick something well, to, to put it on, the Bible says obey the law but of the you land. Also have Laws to go of the land say you can defend yourself um, with a gun. Well, it's also a matter of the heart, too. I mean, you can't, sure. each person who owns a gun isn't like this great, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's kind right. of an individual decision almost, too. It's, I don't know. Let's, it's a loaded question. Speaking <laughs> of defending yourself. All right. Our good friend, Terrence Williams, is in <gasps> Terrence, some, we some love serious you. trouble. Now, Micah, I don't know if you know who Terrence is. Oh, actually, I sent Lindsay Terrence's video. Oh, that's right. You of have the, seen some um, of the toilet stuff, paper. Right? If you haven't seen it, you should go watch it. He's like the Kevin Hart for conservatives. Yeah, I, I believe you? I know who he is. I haven't seen Ooh, the, Lindsay, you're I in trouble. I haven't seen the video. Okay, trouble. all right. So Terrence made a video about the Jeffrey Epstein uh, uh, murder, <laughs> suicide. Um, anyway, and so the president retweeted it. And what's what's so crazy and ridiculous to me, this is why I'm pro-gun right here for this reason in and of itself, because he was shared on the president's page. Terrence is a black man. All right. He's a black guy. He's black conservative. Uh, people are just coming over left and right, threatening him, hoping he dies, saying they're going to kill him, all this other kind of stuff, simply because the president retweeted, retweeted what he did. I think it is just horrifically sad that we live in a society to where if we disagree politically on something and you got to think were people really upset that he was talking about the fact that a sex ringed habitual pedophile abuser is dead Hmm. no No. they're they're upset because he said he thinks the clinton has had something to do with it yeah see what i'm saying so so that's political difference at the end of the and, and so so we're threatening to murder people but Based that's, off political I feel differences like that, that's now? become the norm. I mean, we get threats. Everyone I know, even both sides, both sides, unfortunately, yeah. just well, get, and it's not okay. It's a personal point of privilege, uh, <laughs> first of all. He, him, Jake yeah. Stone. He, him, Jake Stone. He, him. Uh, first, we want to say we love the Clintons and would never <laughs> yeah, accuse Absolutely. That is so we true. Would never say anything Nothing is wrong but, with you. Uh, <laughs> Terrence is one of those people who is like the mortal enemy of the left. If you are a conservative black uh, person, you are the most dangerous person to their base yeah. because you know uh, Brandon Tatum, David Harris Jr., people like that really start taking that black vote and making them think like, oh, maybe the left is full of crap and we haven't got anything from them. You yeah. Know? And when the president brings you up, yeah, it's time to get some. Yeah, because why else would they threaten his life? You yeah. Know? You, you like Jeffrey Epstein? Lissa, what do you think? 
Oh, I thought I already said what I thought. I think it's oh, just sad. Oh, I was going to give you a moment to. <laughs> oh, no. no. Okay. Alyssa says Sorry. sad. Alyssa I think it's sad, sad that we're Alyssa's in a culture. Alyssa's going with sad for 500 out I, I know. I just think it's sad <laughs> we live in a culture that supports that. And then people actually defend. No, you're right. I yeah. mean, I just think it's sad. Well, my, my, he's a white supremacist. Yeah, well, Terrence. yeah. Naturally. Black, white supremacist. Yeah. And, anyway, Micah, to me, it would be, to put it in context of your world, it would be like. I don't know. It it, it would be Can you, you talking to uh, a group of Muslims saying that Jesus is the one true God, period. Mm -hmm. And then they say, well, we're killing you for that. You see, you see what I mean? Like you deserve to die for saying something. Oh, totally. Right now, there is no uh, grace for the middle ground. Yeah. There, yeah. there, there is none. It, it's been erased. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So agree to disagree yeah, is gone. It, oh, it's totally gone. So if you disagree, you're in danger. To a certain extent yeah. of either, you know, an opinion being thrown at you or especially in this social media age, you know, anybody yeah. could say anything about you. You want to throw one tweet on, on, you know, out there that has a lean to it. Yes, yep. you can get threatened now and you can get talked about. So mm -hmm. we do live in a very divisive culture. Yeah. And I think that's what's so painful for me as a as a pastor who's trying to unify a body because yeah. the church is not a, a like when you come together, when people come together, they're all kinds of I don't know a lot of people who go to church maybe listen to this podcast you got to realize there's a lot of different beliefs right. in the in the seats and the rows around you mm -hmm. yeah they don't all believe the same just as you however what's so beautiful about the church is at least when it's done right they can show up and put those in the back That's pocket right. yeah because it's now about something else and let's let's start with that let's agree on that now mm -hmm. i do know when we start to disagree we we don't know how to disagree anymore yeah. heaven yeah. is not going to look like one group of people with the same skin color go to the same church believe every single thing the exact same way yeah. Right. Yeah. at the basis of it heaven is you believe in one thing the same way you believe that Jesus or God sent his son, Jesus to die for us. So we have yeah. ever, uh, everlasting life with yeah. him. But in my opinion, Americans could take, could use some of that, right? But I think As Americans, we don't believe everything the same way. We don't look the same. We don't sound the same, but we believe the one ideal mm -hmm. that is e pluribus unum out of many one. Yeah. We are Americans and we've seemed to have just lost that. Yeah. yeah. And you used to be able to disagree with your neighbor and about politics, and yeah. Not yeah. Be, but the left is a identity politics party. Yeah. They are about conformity. Uh, and they're also about racism. If they take certain groups of races and give them certain things, and they say the other one is bad because of privilege and yeah. all that. You know, let's talk about racism for a minute. Uh, that leads us into Chris Cuomo. Uh, Chris Cuomo is in the news. Micah, have you heard anything about this? Or we're going to catch you up? Kind I of have thing? not. Okay. All right. Chris Cuomo is a CNN star. It's really like Anderson Cooper. In my opinion, if you had to rank them, it'd probably be Anderson Cooper, Chris Cuomo, Don Lemon, or Don Lemon, whatever whatever his name is. Don I Lemon. like Lemon. Uh, who is <laughs> under sexual assault allegations yes. now, by the way. Yeah. Um, either way, so Chris Cuomo, there's been this name that's been floating around with Chris Cuomo, and it's Fredo. So people have been calling Chris Cuomo Fredo. So for those of you who don't know. You may as well just said the N-word right there. Yeah, well, yeah, we're getting to that. So Fredo is the basically the dumb brother in The Godfather. It's I haven't a, it's seen a, it's The a, Godfather. 
Oh gosh. We're gonna edit How that out. That is getting <laughs> oh, cut straight out of ladies <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we really apologize for uh, the explicit Back language in. that you just heard. Anyway, <laughs> all right. So Fredo is the dumb brother character in The Godfather. So basically people have been telling Cuomo he's like the dumb brother on CNN. So there's this video Because he looks like him? I'm sorry, I just don't no, understand. Just because he's an uh, idiot. Italian. Anyway, all right. Oh, no, okay. he's dumb. That's why he's people dumb are and saying Italian. It. No, 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 yes, he's dumb and Italian. That's okay. why they're saying it. All right, got it. Okay. So a video is out. It's gone viral all over the place. Basically, this dude thought, legitimately thought, his name was Chris Fredo Cuomo. So the dude, he, you know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I think he was playing stupid. Maybe I was he was say, playing stupid. I don't think he actually thought that. Either Graham. way, in a bar, he comes up to Fredo. You know, <laughs> sorry, he comes <laughs> up to Chris Cuomo. <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue. And Chris Cuomo loses his freaking mind. Basically telling him he's fixing to throw him downstairs. He's fixing to, I mean, a bunch of explicit language. He's fixing to just tear this dude up. So in defense of his actions, of course, conservatives are, you know, freaking out. And then some conservatives are like, oh, you know, what's the big deal? But CNN, of course, is defending Chris Cuomo now, saying he had every right to do so. Because Fredo is the N-word to Italians. What? False. You're telling me that the name of a of a movie character equates to a name that was used to dehumanize an entire race that was mm-hmm. put into slavery and murdered at random for ye- hundred years, hundreds of years? Really? Fredo is the N word. I think mm-hmm. that's racist. Yeah. To be honest with you. Yeah, but all they have to do everything is that's what's so annoying. I could you could hurt me, and all I have to do is say you're racist, and then everybody gets behind me. It's yeah. like, well, what are we doing? And YouTube instantly blocked the uploader that that's the point with Brandon. He uploaded that video and YouTube took it down quick. And yeah. then Donald Trump come, or Don Jr. comes out with that tweet of the, the CNN or MSNBC where they called him Fredo. Oh, yeah. It's okay to call Don Jr. Fredo. So then oh. YouTube's like, it's not racist oh, then. never mind. And they made it How public How about again. we just say, you know, you should never threaten or fight or do anything, and we all get behind that. <laughs> you see, you like, see. Like, why is this so hard? These are morals. When it comes yeah. out, let them fight, man. <laughs> let them fight. Remember, no. remember when people had bar fights back in the day, and yeah. it was over in like five minutes. And but it, it wouldn't be over. Done. That's the thing. But it wouldn't that's be. what I'm talking about. The problem is Too two sensitive. dudes drinking in a bar can't have any kind of scuffle of any kind without it being mainstream news and racist right. and you know and confrontation. So what if it's confrontation? People fight in a bar all the time, which you should yeah. all the time. Which I'm not saying it's a good thing. No, it's not. But what I'm <laughs> what I'm saying is people have been fighting in a bar since the formation Thousand of bars. Years. Okay, yeah. you know what I mean? Like people have been fighting for forever. Just shut up. Yeah. Let them do what they got to do. Nobody even touched each other. You know, it was words. They literally were saying words back and forth. Fighting with and their now words. CNN is trying to spin it to where this dude's racist well, by creating a racist word that is not there. Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. my thought on Cuomo. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about someone sent a question in. It said, I, I'm going to do my best not to demean the question, but here we go. Would people change their minds if they realized most vet veterans? No, no. Vet, oh, Vets, like a, like an animal vet. Okay, sorry. Oh. All right, would sorry, I read vets. Okay, <laughs> what if like, they were a veteran? Veteran. I was like, vet, I was like, <laughs> vets do abortions. Okay, all right. Would people change their minds if they realized most vets do abortions on animals? Wait, what? 
Why do they would, do them? Would people change their mind about abortion being bad if they realized that most vets do abortions on animals? Why do the veterans do the abortions? Because it's, it's not veterans. A veterinarian. <laughs> Why do the Dear America podcast says veterans do abortions? That's, <laughs> that's going to be the, that's gonna like be the thing. probably because the the well being of the animal, not because the dogs like. I want to be. No, some people some people don't want Puppy-less. don't want the puppies. Their dog runs around, and gets pregnant. They don't want the puppies. So, mm. uh, I will say because what a weird dogs question. aren't strange. Yeah, dogs aren't people. They don't have <laughs> souls. Uh, you know. Yeah, you can put them down, and yeah. you don't talk that language with people yeah well old steve ain't performing like he used to we'll bury him in the backyard real quick no i uh, uh wow that's <laughs> that's a weird line of thinking no, next question no people no there are some people that believe that animals are on the same level as people species yeah, so. yeah and and that's just that's not true I guess that's uh, their belief i guess i mean i don't think they have a soul but you know you know p- dogs weren't made in god's image you know what i mean like yeah. uh, th- it's just uh, and the dog's not going to live with like depression for the rest <laughs> of his life you know like, i don't know I my dog has anxiety. the dog is not confused that it's a dog at the end of the you know what i mean like yeah. and even if it is it's a dog probably doesn't even know it's pregnant yeah it does. <laughs> oh my god i, I, know, I mean I seriously i don't know man like uh, yeah okay to, to not Crazy. demean the question uh, I think it's too I late for too that. Late on yeah, that one. I, think, <laughs> I think. Wow, Jake. We've hit that. I just want to say, Jake, to mean the question. I'm actually trying to answer. I was part it. of it for sure. Uh, I am. I am firm, 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 firm anti-abortion. Period. I don't care mm-hmm. if it's a rape yeah. reason or whatever. I'm anti-abortion. Is it a terrible thing? Yes. Is it horrible and it's hard to talk about? Yes. But if you put a sonogram up, show me which one's the rape baby at the end of the day. Um. Animals, animals are not people. They are not on the same spectrum as people. They are not due the same rights, freedom, or privileges of people mm-hmm. because they're not people. Yeah. So no, I don't think it would change people's minds on abortion. You can make the same argument about guns, like guns At killing all. people. It's like, well, animals definitely kill each other. Does that oh, make sure. the argument for having guns? I think throwing oh, a bone so. to them. I think why they ask the question is probably they see so many people like so passionate about their animal mm-hmm. yeah. and not about even uh, what's happening in the world right be. now. Yeah. Yeah. And so maybe there's an angle the where they're standard. like, yeah, maybe. like, Hey, look in the arms of an angel, Sarah McLaughlin yeah. singing over. Oh man, that's uh, such yeah. a guy. I was yeah. pregnant when that came out. Right? Oh, it's rough. For only $20 a month. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so, so speaking, so speaking of that, let's, the, let's dive into the part of this episode that I'm super excited about. And that's to dive into some religious and spiritual aspects of this show. It is not, unknown that we are me and Alyssa and obviously Micah are uh, firm Christians in what we believe. Am I the best Christian all the time? (laughs) No. Anyway, uh, but here recently Hillsong, which is arguably the largest worship band in the world. Yeah, absolutely. 50 million people sing their songs every weekend. Every weekend. I I love their songs. So popular Hillsong songwriter Marty Sampson walks away from the Christian faith. Now I'm going to read like his letter that he sent and it's really small. So I'm going to do my best to read it here. Um, And then I really want to kind of dive in and talk about some of this stuff here. And that's, that's why uh, Micah is here. Um, and, And so here we go. All right. So this is what he said in his post time for some real talk. I'm genuinely losing my faith and it doesn't bother me. 
like what bothers me now is nothing. I am so happy now, so at peace with the world. It's crazy. This is a soapbox moment, so here I go. How many preachers fall? Many. No one talks about it. How many miracles happen? Not many. No one talks about it. Why is the Bible full of contradictions? No one talks about it. How can God be love, yet send 4 billion people to a place all because they don't believe? No one talks about it. Christians can be the most judgmental people on the planet. They can also be some of the most beautiful and loving people, but it's not for me. I am not in anymore. I want genuine truth, not the I just believe it kind of truth. Science keeps piercing the truth of religion. Lots of things help people change their lives, not just one version of God. Got so much more to say, but for me, I keep, I, I'm keeping it real. Unfollow if you want. I've never been about living my life for others. All I know is what's true to me right now, and Christianity just seems to mean like another religion at this point. I could go on, but I won't. Love and forgive, absolutely. Be kind, absolutely. Be generous and do be generous and do good to others, absolutely. Some things are good. Okay. Uh, oh, some mm. things are good no matter what. Okay, that's what it says. All right. So, um, first of all. If we're gonna if we're gonna dissect this, let's dissect it honestly. Okay, yeah. uh, let's take the very end of that. For me, initial things that pop out, he says, uh, "Love and forgive, absolutely. Be kind, uh, absolutely. Be generous and do good to others, absolutely. Some things are good no matter what." That's blatant Christianity and biblical yeah. reasonings. So at the end of this, he says he he doesn't believe in Christianity anymore. Yet those virtues and values are straight up biblical teachings. We as people are selfish individuals. We are born selfish from the very beginning. It is not normal and natural to want to just give your money away to people. It is not normal and natural to think about others before yourself. Those are not natural things. Well, a lot of non- those are taught things. True, but a lot of non Christians. I mean, I have a lot of friends have those traits. They just don't see them as traits of God. They're just good people. So I mean, I I get it. Uh, we know those are traits of God. Does that make sense? All right. Yeah. My, yeah. yeah. My, Michael, your thoughts on that, and then let's break out the first part, and then we'll we'll, we'll really break yeah. this down. Yeah. And, and he actually even provided a a late, um, maybe even yesterday, a latest update that he's like, I haven't fully denounced. I'm just on that road. He's on. He's I think he said, oh, he called it shaky foundation. Is oh. what he's on. Hmm. And um, you, you know, one, if I could take it from this angle, I'm actually glad he's asking questions. Yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I I don't want even Christianity as a whole to start to look like we have to tell you what you're supposed to believe. Yeah, and true. that's only this how this is. This is not an is. attack on Marty Sampson. No. This is to have an open conversation to other Christians and oh, people that may have questions. I think questions. we can learn from that though. Yeah. I, I, you know, he went to Instagram. I think it's the language of our day. I mean, yeah. what, yeah. three weeks ago, there's another Christian author that just did this as well. Yeah. Uh, renounce his faith. So for some reason it's becoming uh, uh, maybe a thing. Hopefully it's not going to be a thing where, where our, Christian leaders are going to start doing this. However, okay, asking the questions part. But the other part is, yeah, there's a lot in there that's, okay, man, who have you surrounded yourself right. with the yeah. last 
maybe I don't know a couple years because I do know um, you know whether you know you guys uh, that are listening like Hillsong or not you know I've been able to go there meet a lot of the people and the leaders there uh, and I've seen nothing but genuine and he actually said in his follow-up this um, is follow-up letter he said Hillsong has uh, some of the best Pentecostal doctrine that he's seen. So it's like, he's not actually bashing Hillsong. He's actually yeah. on this journey on himself. So first mm-hmm. off, I think we have to extract it because I think a lot of people are like, this is my chance to get after a, an organization called Hillsong. Cause I knew I didn't like them. Right. Yes. And it's like, well, no, this is another individual. And there you go trying to group everything together. Yeah. Again. Yeah. yeah. And let's just talk about him now. The post itself and some of the things that I think that bothered me when he said, and we don't talk about it, and we don't talk about it. Yeah, so, and we don't, so he like, said, uh, let, let's tackle those kind of yeah, individually. Because so, we do talk about it. So, so, so here's one. All right, and, and this is good. To talk about it. In, in this, he kind of identifies some of the biggest questions that people have about Christianity totally. that aren't he Christians, did. right? So how many preachers fall? Many. No one talks about it. So, so let's expand it a little bit. Yeah. How many Christians are perfect? Not many. Nobody talks about it. So yeah. let's talk about it a little totally. bit. Totally. Uh, you know, uh, Micah, you're the guest and you're also the pastor here. <laughs> yeah, so, so, let so, Micah so, take it. So we'll let you go first and then I'd love to open it to the table a little bit. Sure. Um, uh, are Christians perfect? Uh, easy answer. Absolutely. No. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm amazing. No, not at all. And, and I think one of the bigger mistakes that we do is we look at Christian leaders and a pastor like myself. And for some reason we're placed on a pedestal when we have the same flesh and blood as everybody else. We've just been called to do something a little bit different, which is a little bit crazy because for so many years I didn't want to start a church, plant a church, but here I am uh, pastoring and obviously love every second of it. But at the same time uh, you have to understand what you're getting into and and, and it's a crazy world. And I think for him, I, I think a lot of people elevated in their minds who he was. And he's this big, he's a Hillsong worship leader. He's yeah. a songwriter. And he automatically became, uh, and I understand there's this movement right now of very influential Christians. And uh, some people call them celebrity pastors, celebrity worship leaders and everything yeah. like that. Uh, maybe a little bit dangerous be- yeah. because yeah. I, I don't know if we're ever supposed to go down that road of calling anybody that or looking at another worship leader as if yeah. I... You know, so you and you can obviously honor people, but I think what happened with him is okay, we're looking at him and we start to bring him up in our mind, and all of a sudden he has this well, nobody talks about when pastors fall. Oh my, like <laughs> everybody talks about it when pastors if fall. Anything actually. it becomes yeah. news. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And and uh, you know, I, I came my dad was at one of over the last thirty years, was in we were in the heart of probably what would be considered the biggest pastor to ever fall, at least in our generation. And, and I was, I was too young to really know what was going on. My dad lost his job in the middle of all of it. It was on CNN, Fox. Uh, my dad, who was his youth pastor was getting called by Geraldo to, you know, back in the day. Oh, when wow. he, remember that night yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to go on his show. And I'm sitting here like, and my dad, he'll, he'll, he'll tell me the stories cause he's a pastor too. He had to move three times our entire family because the pastors he served under fell and every single one of them made some kind of news. And I'm like, okay. They talk about it in the in the global sense, but if you're even saying let's talk about it personally, why it happens, it's because we're human, yeah. and some pastors have no accountability, yep. and they don't put anybody over. And I think that every is, pastor needs a pastor. I think. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I think that was one of my biggest pet peeves because we've been a lot of churches, and it's like they start to believe and get honestly a big ego. 
Mm. And and then it's like, well, wait a minute. Like you're supposed I don't know. That's a pet peeve of mine too. Like no. and but it's our fault because a lot of the congregation does put you like on this pedestal that you have to be perfect. Yeah. So I can, you know, learn from uh, yeah, yeah, it's just it's Jake, a mess. Jake, you have any thoughts? Uh yeah. So you know, I went to this church in Jackson, Mississippi, and it was the same thing. Everybody kind of idolized this guy, yeah. this preacher, and I talked to him afterwards and pretty normal guy, you know, yeah. flesh and bone just like the rest of us. So I do think like Michael, what you were saying, you know, this guy was looked at as this mega star, you know, how could he change his mind, you know? And I don't know. I, I think it's natural to have questions like that and he shouldn't be demonized for it. I agree. Um, and he probably had a lot of pressure to, yeah. to be and perform at this yeah. Right, Level. and it's good that Christianity's a accepting enough religion. I know of another one that would kill you for yeah. denouncing yeah. your faith. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, Stephen Furtick, actually, speaking of mega pastors, Stephen Furtick had a video come out just two or three days ago, which which I think kind of complements what you were saying, Micah, is that we put, we put people in the church or people that claim to be Christians, uh, like you said, at a pedestal. And then, unfortunately, what ends up happening is you got a lot of Christians that are like, well, you ain't got Jesus like I got Jesus, so I can't be associated with you because you'll help me backslide, and I can't be a part of that kind of thing, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so that's what happened. But Stephen Furtick said it best. He goes, uh, every single person in this room, myself included, every single person in the world, no matter how Christian you claim to be, if life had happened just a minuscule bit different, your whole life would have turned out a whole lot different. Mm -hmm. Every single person in here that was in college, 99% of you, if the cop had pulled you over at the right time, it could have turned out a whole lot different. That's so true. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) If, uh, if, if, you know, so don't, don't come at me talking about how holy you are. Let's look at your search history. Let's look at your text messages. Let's look at every person that you downed when you knew you should have lifted them up. Every single person in here, if God had not played a role in your life, your life could have turned out a whole Mm -hmm. lot different. So go ahead, Jay. I wouldn't worry. Like, I think some people might be concerned that since he did this, it might start like changing minds of other people. I don't think if, if you're a good Christian, you should be swayed like that. Like someone, you know, becomes a different religion or denounces their faith. It's like. Oh, now I don't believe in God. It's like, yeah. whoa, you well, maybe then your foundation, didn't in the first exactly. place. The your best way that you can yeah. push him away is by jumping in the comment section yeah. and yeah. killing him for what he's doing. Yeah. Yes, yes exactly. And then he's just going to be like, well, I told you. Yeah, yeah. Right. exactly. So, so, so this is this is actually a really good question. And, and and again, this is not to attack this guy. This is this is simply to address some of these things yeah. in an open forum that he is claiming in this post doesn't get talked about a lot. So we're going to use this platform to talk about some of this stuff. All right. And I know that this is a question that a lot of non-Christians or people that are searching for have to offer. And it basically falls into the bad things happen to good people stuff, right? So how can God be love yet send 4 billion people to a place all because they don't believe? Yeah. And why do bad things happen to good people? So Micah, take yeah. that bombshell yeah, yeah, of a question. Ahead, Go for it. Yeah. Well, on this light note, let me know. Yeah. On this, on this on extremely this simple yeah. question. <laughs> and it, that, you know, and he says nobody talks about it. It's because we're wrestling with it. Yeah. yeah. And, and if we as believers can actually get, whoever, you know, identifies as that, can actually get to a place where we can admit that we don't know all the answers. Yeah. So true. And, and, and even the scripture I read in First Corinthians this morning, it says knowledge is whatever. It makes you look a certain way, but love is the real. 
answer. So it's like, okay, getting to a place where it's like, stop trying to think you know it all Mm -hmm. because you just show people that you don't know really anything. I think this is one of those questions where Christians try to answer like they know exactly what God's thinking and how he functions. I think biblically and theologically, we can attack that from a a stance of saying, okay, how can a loving God uh, send uh, he doesn't send. I think the whole entire thing is that he sent Jesus. Yeah. So he doesn't send people to hell. Yeah. So Jesus is now. He sent the lifeboat out for you to jump on. Yeah. yeah. And, and so now it became a choice because we are not robots. We we are not serving right. a yeah. dictator in heaven who is forcing us to say and do and move like he wants us only to do. It is a relationship. It's a living relationship with Jesus. Now, that's a question that is massive and it's big. And we oftentimes have to go right back to, well, I believe the Bible is the inherent word of God. So, okay, I go back to the Bible and, and there are things that where, where answers and logic do not connect dots, yeah. faith enters. That's yeah. right. That's mm-hmm. why we have the word. And a lot of people miss that. I'm like, no, that's why there's faith there. It's because maybe, you know, and I know there are some, like the case for Christ is brilliant uh, because it was an atheist who went on a journey and studied scientifically and ended up as a Christian because yep. he said, I can't deny it. Yep. Not everybody's going to have that journey though. Yeah. Some people are going to have to believe before they understand. Mm-hmm. And, and this is one of those where it's like, okay, he's given people, me and you, the choice on this earth, how are we going to live our life? He's given us Jesus, and now you know we're living in, obviously in a crazy world, and it's getting a little bit more difficult to see what's real yeah. and what's yeah. true because there's mm-hmm. options on the table now, yeah. and there's a lot of religions on the table now. What's real, what's not? You can look into that, and that's a different conversation, but I think the whole heaven and hell conversation is a big one, and at the same time, it comes down to, and I've heard it said, people send themselves, God doesn't send them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people are like amateur philosophers too and think they have all these deep like why would he do this it's like well you didn't create the universe like maybe those questions are deeper than your comprehension and you just touched on a very biblical and scriptural thing i believe it was job he was talking to because Job went through all the trials and things like that and then finally he threw his hands up and said god why are you doing this to me yeah and then god says do you know the amount of stars in the sky do you know how many grains of sand are on the beach you are not capable of understanding right. and I think, everything. I think I that mean, he, 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 he writes it down in the book. You're yeah. not capable of understanding everything. And I think that's, I grapple with that when I lost two people I was very close to back to back and I had really not encountered really true like grief or heartache or anything like that. And so I did the same thing. Why do good things happen to bad people? Sure. And I had to grapple with that. And it's hard because it takes the power out of your hands. Like yeah. you have to actually have that faith and it's let go. Micah, yeah. do, do, so you think, do you think that the answer to that question ranges in the, the, the realm of there are rules? I mean, at the end of the day, the Bible, Christianity, uh, th- there are rules that you have to believe. I mean, the Bible is very specific. You have to accept God as the one true God, you have to accept him into your heart. You have to, I mean, you know, there are rules and and the Bible is very, that's why the great commission exists, right? Because it's our job as Christians and believers to go out and reach the other people that aren't believers. Because if we don't, that is, that is the fate that that wastes them. To me, it seems like Christians now are wanting to not have to just, uh, that's what they struggle with the most. So you're telling me if I don't follow the rules, yeah. That, that 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 I'm that, that that a person's going going to go to hell. Well, that's that's what the Bible says. Yeah, and, and I think uh, 
some people may see. I mean, correct it. me if I'm wrong, please. I, you know, no, just... I, I think it's more like it, it, we're using hell as a um, as a fear tactic. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of trying to reveal God's goodness exactly. through yeah. Jesus. And I think if we can unveil Jesus, we'll start to see that the reality of hell is there. And instead of, because I think so many times we attack that question from, well, just tell me now, is hell real? Because I don't want to go there. It's like, oh, okay, wait, we can't go <laughs> well, anywhere now. Yeah. Now we're stuck. Yeah. Let me tell you about the reason why I even wrote this book. Let me tell you about love first. Yeah. Let me tell you about the, you know, how it says in the Bible that nothing can separate you from his love. That God sent his only son because he so loved you. Let's start there. And so you can understand first the reason why. We're even talking about heaven or hell in the first place is because you have somebody that is constantly with you and is for you, not against you. And now we talk about hell, like I don't want to go there. And nobody actually, you know, I wish I could go to hell. Usually people that say that don't believe in it. Um, But there has to be a place where it's like, can we start seeing God's goodness, taste and see that the Lord is good first? And then now let's talk about the eternal soul. What happens after that, which is the heaven and hell conversation. It's a big one. Yeah. And, and it's a tough one, but it is a, a real biblical well, conversation. Let's take, let's take one more big bombshell that he drops on here that I also believe is is one of the biggest reasons that Christians don't believe in Jesus or they're not Christians. One of the main things that you hear all the time is, well, the reason that I don't go to church is because of people that go to church. Sure. Right? I mean, that, that's one that's of the true. things that you hear all the time. And so he says Christians can be the most judgmental people mm. on the planet. So true. Uh, so, and I know that we're long on this one, but I believe this is important. So so, so we're definitely going to cover this one really quick. Uh, I mean, one of the biggest videos I've ever done was about a Christian woman judging my tattoos. And mm. and so, I mean, that is very true. Like, people struggle with that. And that's a question that they struggle with all the time. I I come from a church background to where I was let down greatly by the church, the people that run the church. And it rocked me spiritually and foundationally for many, many years, decade and a half even. You know, mm. I hated God for it because... I viewed God in what other Christians had shown me, judgmental, mm-hmm. uh, uh, works-driven type thing. Like, oh, you didn't do this the right way, so obviously you're not blah, 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 blah. From a pastor's yeah. perspective, what yeah. would you say to someone that believes that? Well, Christians are the most judgmental people in the world. Um, I, I wouldn't tell them they're wrong right away. Yeah. Um, because I think if, again, I mean, if you can hear my heart in this, I'm a pastor, but I also want to— want to let Christians know and non-Christians know, like, look, we got to put ourselves on the trial sometimes and and stop putting other people on trial Mm -hmm. all the time. And I think that's where it starts is like the entire Bible is like, worry about the speck in your eye instead of somebody, uh, or, you know, the plank in your eye instead of the speck in somebody else's eye. And you're like, okay, if we could actually take that to heart, we could start to look at ourselves. And if we could, maybe the judgment would decrease. But I think people are taking scripture and they're interpreting it through their life and how they were raised and their shortcomings and their insufficiencies and outcomes, a skewed view of, of the Bible and what God is. And now they go to a church and they have a certain belief that they are, they're firm and they stand in that belief. And if something happens that even remotely touches that wound or that belief system that they have. They're going to talk about you. They're going to leave the church and they're going to set everything on fire. And I'm like, okay, why are we doing this? Like, Mm -hmm. why do we have to jump to that right away and be so judgmental? And Christians are judgmental, but I do know the other end. There's a lot of Christians that are starting to understand what grace is. And, And I think that's the big 
equalizers, like, okay, if you're judgmental, maybe you're not saying that the same grace that God gave you, you're supposed to give other people. And maybe we're not understanding this whole forgiveness thing right now. Like it's time to start forgiving because if you live unforgiven, you will keep walking judgmental and trying to cut people down to make yourself feel better. And really I found that judgmental people at the end of the day are in an internal battle with themselves and they're trying to hide something that they don't want to reveal. And they're trying to talk about somebody else because they don't want anybody else to see what's wrong with them. And this is where we all start if we could just get honest with ourselves maybe the judgment uh percentage could decrease however i'm talking to even the people that that want to go to church but judgmental people are now stopping them don't let a human stop you because judgmental people are in every field yeah and And we were made for community totally so it's it's important and my favorite saying i have to tell you is and i've lived by it for like several years now is you ain't the holy spirit so stop acting like it it's not your job to convict anybody else he's pretty good at that on his own jake yeah. what, well, what do you think man i mean what? yeah i think we are like you said community creatures we, yeah. we need people so that's why we're judgmental because it's it's just in our dna and i think everybody's judgmental in one way or another yeah. atheists are judgmental about yep. people with religion you know whether yeah. islam islam is definitely judgmental about they women are. and yeah. you know everybody has their own you know judgments or whatever but yeah it's it's but like when you judging. acknowledge that then you can yeah. start to change if yeah. i could give if i could give because i agree with all three of you but if i could give the opposite side of the spectrum here really quick is i will say that another thing that happens a lot is people judge people people perceive it as judgment when actually i i believe that we're in an area now you know you've got churches that are allowing like drag queen shows in their church and all this mm-hmm. other kind of stuff there is a difference between, but to not to not be perceived as judgmental. Well, no, maybe, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, there's a difference between standing what you know to be biblically yeah. true. Totally. You're like, no, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. That's wrong. The Bible yeah. says it's wrong. I didn't yeah. say it's wrong. The Bible says that's wrong. Yeah. So therefore, it is wrong. However, as a Christian. I love you and I'm not going to throw stones at you and and I'd love to be your friend and get to know you and and show you what God has done with me because I'm a horrible person mm-hmm. and you know Jesus still loves me uh, to quote Hannah B from uh, the Bachelor. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, anyway, don't quote but her. what I'm saying is what I'm saying is I think that we also are entering into this this realm where. Christians and people in the church don't want to be perceived as judgmental. Yeah. So now they're also no longer standing firm in mm-hmm. what they know that they should that, be standing firm. It, in. I mean, it, you're hitting a lot for me right now, just in general, because you're going from Christians now that are going public about losing their faith. Right. Yet we struggle about going public about the faith that we currently exactly. possess. And, and we true. do in, in a, in a land and a culture and a time a society that is constantly now giving their life, giving things away for free because they want to have influence or popularity, whatever it is, where, what happened to our faith being our boldness and yeah. Yeah. having the courage to stand up and say, no, I don't agree with that. Yeah. And, and I, somebody needs yeah. to speak, man. Somebody needs to start standing up. And we've had this conversation when, yeah. you, when you've got politicians, taking scripture out of context to push mm. their own agendas. We need people to be bold, to be loud and to be honestly aggressive and say, no, that is not what the Bible says. Mm. The Bible does not say that as a Christian, I love you and I'm no better than you as a Christian, but the Bible's word is true. The Bible does not say that. Mm. And we need people, we need Christians to stand up and say, no, we're not going to let you lie yeah. to people because that's not what it says. We are super overtime. Micah, 
Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. I, I really liked the conversation. There's not enough time sure. to, to, yeah, to, to we fully could talk for hours. Oh, yeah. really we could talk for hours on Five this. Five hours but, later. But, yeah. but hashtag Dear America, let us know. Let us know if you'd like us to break this down in a series. I think it would be cool to do a series of like the top three or four biggest questions that people have about yeah. Christianity yeah. and, and kind of, you know, and break it down and fight against this. This mindset of, well, Christians don't really talk about it. Micah, thanks for yeah. coming. Uh, real Thank quick, you. where can everybody find you? And mo- more importantly right now, your book. Yeah, MicahBerteau.com. Uh, Obviously, that's all my social media. It's probably one of the hardest names to spell in the world. <laughs> M-I-C-A-H-B-E-R-T. So, yeah, all that stuff. You can find that anywhere books are sold. Amazon's pre-selling it right now. And what's the name again for everybody? Love Changes Everything. Finding What's Real in a World Full of Fake. Awesome. Micah Berto, Everybody just in case you need that. right now. It goes live September 3rd, but it yeah. is available for pre-order your, right now. What's your Instagram one? Uh, Spell your last name because it is hard. It, yeah. it, and that's what I'm saying. My name is, my man, it's a tricky one. B-E-R-T-E. A-U. There oh, it is. There you got to go slow. That's all I had, Louisiana, I had baby. Yeah. I'm a Cajun. Go oh. pre-order. Lord help us. changes everything right now. Go do it. Alyssa, where can they find you? Alyssa Allen on Instagram and Facebook. Jake. Instagram, producer underscore Jake. And I am Graham Allen. You can find me pretty much anywhere just by searching my name. That's all we have for this episode of the Dear America podcast. Thanks so much for joining, and we'll see you again next time. Bye. See ya.